Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We just thank you. We give you honor, glory, and praise for this is the day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord God, for the awesome privilege to be used of you, God, to speak forth your word to your people, God. I humbly come before you, God, and I ask you to speak through me, take over, Holy Spirit, and have your way, and speak your word and your message to your people. Let their hearts be receptive and let them receive from you, God, not from me, but from you, God, so that they may be delivered and set free. And for those that are out there that need freedom from um, oppression and freedom from depression and freedom from the attacks of the enemy that have come uh, to try to uproot them from the body of Christ, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for setting them free, for speaking to them, God, for showing them, God, your purpose and reminding them why you have put them in the earth so that they will understand that these attacks number one don't have power over them but then number two that they're sent by the enemy but you have given them the victory in jesus name so we claim them and declare them free in jesus name thank you lord god have your way part four be planted find freedom the message today is that god wants to set you free from oppression and anything that has bound you Anything that the enemy has brought to try to uproot you from the body of Christ or to pull you away from the things that you know God set and assigned for you to do in the earth. Anything the enemy has brought that has gotten you off target. I feel led to say that there's some out there that you started on the right path with God. And you know the plan of God for your life, but the storms of life, as we talked about, and be planted part one the storms of life or church hurts have come and they have uprooted you or in part two uh, where it says that be planted uproot the enemy the agents of confusion and misunderstandings have come to uproot you from the body of christ and even in part three when we talked about be planted understanding the warring spirits warring spirits have come and they have uprooted you from the body of Christ. But now as we close out our series on be planted, find freedom. God is coming to give you the word that you are free. You can be free from those attacks of the enemy. And you can get back on target and do the things that you know that God set and assigned you to do in the earth. The first thing you need to be reminded of is God's will. What is God's will for you? For God's will is for you to get free. That's his number one will, is for you to be free from bondage. It says in Ephesians 2, 8, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Now, many of you out there, you're already born again Christians. You've already accepted Christ in your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. So in terms of salvation, you have already received that grace uh, to believe God, that faith to believe God. And so you received the grace and the salvation. However, as we talked about in part one, the storms of life have come. Church hurts have come. Agents of confusion have come. And warring spirits have come to uproot you from that which you know God set and assigned you to do in the earth. So the issue that you're facing that God wants you to find freedom from are not your salvation because you've already, in most cases, you've already received salvation. But it's the things that the enemy has brought in your life since you were saved. 
since you first learned of the gospel, since you know you found out the plan of God for your life, these things that the enemy has brought to uproot you, to disrupt you, to disrupt the plan of God, to make you take your eyes off and focus off of the things that you know God set and assigned you to do in the earth. These are the things that God wants to set you free from so that you can be reminded of the reason that he created you and the purpose and the plan that he put you in the earth to fulfill so that you can remind it, be reminded of those gifts and callings that he gave you that come without repentance because you're going to stand before God one day and you're going to have to give him an account and you can't say to God, well, the reason I didn't fulfill your call on my life is because sister or brother so-and-so in the church got on my nerves. You can't say the reason I didn't uh, operate in ministry as I know that you called me to do is because the storms of life came. I was still dealing with struggles in life. Because how many know it rains on the just and on the unjust? So whatever you're facing, whatever situations have come your way, they cannot be an excuse for you to turn your back on that which you know God has set and assigned for you to do in the earth. We're talking about part four, be planted, find freedom. And God's will is for you to get free. The Lord showed me in a dream uh, late last year. The Lord showed me in a dream hundreds of thousands of people coming to the church. I mean, there were so many people in the dream. The way that the Lord showed it to me, these people were coming from all directions, from different states, different countries, and they were all headed into this church. And it was a huge church. They were all headed into this church and they were walking as quickly as they can because the storms, the clouds, the funnel clouds were so large that they were drooping down to the earth. You know how it, it you know how the funnel clouds look when there's a tornado coming or even in some cases when we're dealing with a hurricane in Florida and how the clouds look outside. These funnel clouds were all over the sky. And as the Lord showed it to me, people were moving as fast as they can. God was leading them into the church to deliver them and to protect them. And as this dream went on, I walked inside the church. Derek and I walked inside the church, and we stood there. And there were people all around, and everyone was trying to find a seat. Now, we're talking about part four, be planted, find freedom. Everyone was trying to find a seat, and there were so many people. Eventually, everyone sat down. My husband and I, we, took, we started to sit in one seat, and then we moved to another. And in this particular dream that the Lord showed me, I was still able to see outside the windows, so I could still see that those clouds that were surrounding everybody as they were rushing inside of the church, they were still outside hovering, waiting for the people. Listen, people of God. Listen, people of God. Those same storms were outside the church. Even though the people came in, they were still outside waiting for the people. And then all of a sudden in the dream, everyone that came into the side of the church with my husband and I went outside. They just jumped up and went outside. And so my husband said to me, look at those clouds. They're huge. And I said, yeah, let's go see. So in the dream, we stepped outside and we were on the balcony. 
And I could see people all around out in the field about to be overtaken by these clouds, by these storms. And I could see to my right families trying to get out of their cars, literally before their cars got rushed away or washed away with the water that was steadily rising. What am I saying to you? The enemy has already lost you when God brought you into the fold. When he brought you into the church, when you got saved, when you accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, the enemy lost you. But what has happened since then? Since that time, storms of life have come. Church hurts have come. Agents of confusion have come. And warring spirits have come to try to uproot you from the body of Christ, to get you to go back out there. And now, how do these things affect your going back out there? What does it mean to go back out there? It doesn't mean that you're unsaved. I'm not speaking to those that don't know Christ. I'm speaking to those that do know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. But you're not walking in that which you know God is setting a sign for you to do in the earth. And the reason why you're not doing that is because of these storms of life, because of these church hurts, because of the agents of confusion, and because of warring spirits that the enemy set and assigned against you for one purpose and one person purpose only, to stop your anointing and to hurt the people that God has set you to help deliver. That's the plan of the enemy. That's why these things have come your way, to get you off focus. Because, see, the enemy couldn't stop you from coming in. He couldn't stop you from having faith in God. He couldn't stop you from receiving salvation by faith, which is given by grace and faith. He couldn't stop that because he knew he couldn't stop what Jesus did. He knew he couldn't stop what God did. So his attempt is to disrupt you so much that you don't fulfill your purpose. It's like a person being completely free, no chains on them, but they choose to sit there as if they were still bound. That's the trick of the enemy. And God's will is for you to get free. God's will is for you to get free. God's will is also for you to remain free. Christ came to set you free, not just for a moment, but for eternity, because God's freedom is eternal. He never intended for you to be bound because it says in John 8, 36, if the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. That means it's everlasting. That means that it is not intended for you to ever be bound to it again. So what are we talking about? We're talking about being planted. Part four, being planted, find freedom. Because again, the enemy comes in and he wants to distract, he wants to destroy, he wants to kill, and he wants to steal the anointing and the plan of God for your life. Because the plan of God for your life is not just for you. It's not just for you. God's plan is for you to operate in the things you know that God put you in the earth to do to help bring freedom to others. So what's keeping you from being planted in the house of God? Think about your own personal situation. What is keeping you from being planted? Is it disobedience? 
not doing what God called you to do? Is it rebellion, not submitting to authority? Is it idolatry, putting other things before the true and living God? And let me speak to that for a second. You do not have to uh, outright worship another lower G-O-D or an idol in order to be an idolatry. Anytime you put things in your heart before God, that's when you're walking in idolatry. Is it other sins? Living like the world instead of living according to the word of God. So what's keeping you from being planted? What is keeping you from walking in that which you know God has set and assigned you to do? Do a personal inventory. What has blocked you? What have you allowed to come and to hinder you or hold you back? God wants you to be free from that today. So that you can walk in that which he has set and assigned for you. Do you know the children of Israel, when God delivered the children of Israel from Pharaoh's camp, he did not want them wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. He wanted them to walk into the promised land. But it was their actions that prevented them. It was idolatry that prevented them. It was the fact that they took their eyes off the one that delivered them that prevented them from walking into the promised land and had them wandering around the wilderness for 40 years. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to distract you. He couldn't stop you from receiving salvation, but he wants to prevent you from walking into the promise, the purpose and from you from possessing that which God has set and assigned for you. It is the promise God set and assigned for you. The purpose God set and assigned for you. And the possessions that God set and assigned for you. That the enemy wants to destroy. That's why these things are taking place. Have taken place in your life. That's why these things have come. Since you have received salvation. And that's, a, and that's a message to those who wonder, well, you know, I'm saved. I'm trying to flow in the things of God. Why is all this happening? That's why. It's the plan of the enemy to try to disrupt you. But God has provided freedom for you. And he's provided a way of escape. You know, it's interesting for um, two teams to go to battle. You take, um, and I'm not really a basketball fan, but my husband is, so I'm going to go with the Heat because I'm not really a, a basketball fan, and we used to live in Miami. So you take the Miami Heat, and they go up against another team. It's interesting to see who's going to win because nobody knows who's going to win. Now, everyone may have their favorite team, but you don't know who's actually going to win until the game is over. But see, in the body of Christ, it's not like that. We have already been told in the word that we win. The victory is already ours. But what we have to do is play the game. And what the enemy has done, he has come in and he has brought such confusion in some cases. He has come in and he has brought storms of life. He has brought church hurts and he has brought warring spirits all to get the players to, to, to take their shirts off and sit on the sidelines. Why? The game is already fixed. 
we've already won we already have the victory all you have to do is just play the game that means stay in the game you need to stay in the game and so god's will is for you to remain free it is also god's will for you to help others find freedom see christ set you free now he wants to move through you to help set others free it says in luke 4 18 the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath set me sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised and that is the king james version the NIV says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. So what's your role in the body of Christ? What's your gift or calling? You should be using your gifts and talents to win other people to Christ. And you must be must remain planted and flourish to do so. It cannot happen if you're not planted in the house of the Lord. It cannot happen if you're not planted in the house of the Lord. And I'm going to say it again. It cannot happen if you're not planted in the house of the Lord. It's scripture. The scripture says those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their gods. So I'm here to tell you, prodigal, come home. We miss you. The body of Christ needs you. You have walked out of your assignment because of the storms of life. You've walked out of your assignment because of church hurts. You've walked out of your assignment because of agents of confusion, misunderstanding, gossip, backbiting. You've walked out of your assignment because of warring spirits, Jezebel, Delilah, Absalom, Leviathan. You've walked out of your assignment because you've gotten complacent, because of disobedience, because of rebellion, because of sin, idolatry, and other sins, just living like the world. You walked out of that which you know God set and assigned you to do in the earth. And that, my brother and sister, is sin. If you don't know the good that you should do, if you know the good that you should do and you don't do it, that's sin. It is a sin. So, prodigal, we're telling you, come back home. We need you in the body of Christ. Come home. It says in Luke 15, it says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Now, this is a father with two sons. One wants to leave and one staying. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. 
In other words, this young son, when he went out, he ended up in poverty. He spent everything, he blew everything, and he ended up in poverty. Basically, he despised that which his father gave him. And that's what some people that have left the body of Christ have done, have left the church have done. You have despised those gifts that God gave you. You've gone out and used them in the wrong, in the improper way, or not used them at all, but you've despised those. But the Bible says in Luke 15, 17, when he came to his senses, when he came to his senses, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. What does that say to you? Turn around and go home. You know where God set and assigned for you to be. And I don't care what has taken place. I don't care what kind of confusion has happened. Don't let another day go by. In fact, not even another minute go by. Some of you have, should have a cell phone in your hands right now as, as you're listening to this message. Don't let another minute go by. Satan, take your hands off the people of God. Because right now, Christ has set them free. They are free from anything that has come up against them to bind them, to disrupt them, and uproot them from the body. The place which God has set and assigned for them to be in the earth. Some of you should have a cell phone in your hand. You should be dialing a number. You know you still know the number to your father's house. Because if that's truly your father, your spiritual father, you know his number. You know how to find your way back to the house of God. Come home. You are needed in the body. You are needed in the body. There is a robe, a ring, and sandals with your name on it. You say, well, what about shame? What will people say when they see me? Who cares? That's not your problem. That is not your problem. I don't care if you got pregnant out of wedlock. I don't care if the storms of life hit you. I don't care if you're a minister of the gospel and the storms of life hit you. So you step down from the pulpit and you stop preaching. Come home. Get back in your seat and stay there. Even if you got pregnant out of wedlock, don't let shame and condemnation stop you from being in the house of God and where God set and assigned for you to be. Come home. 
do as the prodigal son did. It says in uh, verse 17, when he came to his senses, and I'm speaking to you now, prophetically, it's time for you to come to your senses. Because if you don't come to your senses, guess what? If the prodigal son did not come to his senses, he would have starved to death. He would have starved to death. So I'm telling you now prophetically, come to your senses while you can. Because the assignment of the enemy is to destroy you. That's why these things have come, to distract you. It, it, it was to destroy you. That was the plan of the enemy. So there's a robe, there's a ring, and there's sandals with your name on it. Get in your seat and stay there. Get back in the church. Get back in the pulpit. Get back in that ministry where you know God set and assigned for you. Operate in the gifts and the callings that you know God gave you. I don't care whether the storms of life, that things came that didn't go your way, that you stepped out on faith and started doing things. You know, I feel right now that there's people out there that decided to go in ministry and it didn't work the way they expected it to the first time. It just didn't happen like they're supposed to, like it was supposed to, or they expected it to, or even you made some mistakes. It doesn't matter what it is. Get back in your seat and do that which you know God set and assigned for you to do in the earth. Because guess what? The game is fixed. You win, but you must play. You must run the race. Get back in ministry serving the Lord. I feel in my spirit there's someone out there that you were ministering, preaching the house down, seeing souls saved, delivered, set free, healed anointed of God but you stopped because of the storms of life you gave up because of the storms of life get back in your seat get back in the pulpit reopen that ministry come back to the house of God and do that which the Lord set and assigned for you to do in the earth back in ministry serving the Lord back in the church planted rooted and flourishing Get up and preach again. There are people that God wants to speak to through you. There are people that God wants to deliver through you. And you say, well, how are people going to take it if I come back? I couldn't just walk in. Yes, you can. I can't just go back on television and minister again. Yes, you can. I can't just go back and, and evangelize around the country. Yes, you can. I can't just reopen the church. Yes, you can. I can't just walk back in and be a member. Yes, you can. Do it. What will people say when they see me? How are they going to feel about me coming back? Who cares? That's not your problem. And let me explain to you why that's not your problem. Because in Luke 15, 25, it says, Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving 
for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, he didn't even acknowledge him as his brother now. He said, when, you're, when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and, his, and is found. That's how the father feels when one of his prodigal children comes home. And I'm telling you, there is a robe, a ring, and sandals with your name on it. Go home in Jesus' name. Go back to your seat. Get in your seat and stay there. And don't let another issue move you or uproot you from that which you know God set and assigned you to do in the earth. Whether it's being a member of church and serving the Lord in the ministry or whether it is operating a ministry itself. Whether you're called the fivefold ministry or the helps ministry, get up and get back in your seat and do that which you know God has assigned for you to do. So my prayer for you, I declare and I decree those out of you out there that have suffered with the storms of life and church hurts that have uprooted you. I declare you free. I call you free in Jesus name. You're free from the storms of life and church hurts that have come to uproot you and malign and destroy the plan of God. You are free from the enemy and the agents of confusion and misunderstandings that have come to uproot you. And you are free from warring spirits. You have the power to stay free and you have the power to help others find freedom. And from this day forward, you will never, ever be bound by the plans and the attacks of the enemy. In fact, I say to you prophetically that the Lord will use you to help set other people free and set other people at liberty from that which the enemy has set and assigned against them. You know, it's interesting that God used me to preach this message to you today. Because when Derek and I decided to go back on the radio and, and answered the call of God to go back on the radio, because we were on the radio previously years ago. But when the Lord spoke to us about going back on the radio, you know, the way that I flow prophetically, my initial thought is I'm going to talk about worship, which is our next series, by the way. I'm going to talk about worship or I'm going to talk about the prophecies of Jesus or anything like that. But when the Lord spoke, be planted. It was interesting that the Lord spoke that through us. Because my husband and I met in a church uh, years and years and years ago. Um, as teenagers, we met in a church. And uh, we were coming right out of um, high school, of college, when we started dating each other. And we were in this church for years, 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 years. Very close to the leadership, very close to, the, in fact, the senior leadership, not just other members in the church, but the senior uh, leadership served in the church in multiple areas um, basically when the lights of the church were on we were there and when they turned finally turned them off we were leaving that's how we were in the church and this was long before we even got married and got involved with each other in fact the senior pastor helped put me through college that's how close we were to the leadership and so uh, my, my husband's even family even worked in the church I worked in this particular church so we were very very involved in the church basically we were children of the leadership pretty much long and short of it is that uh 
right before we got married, some things began to happen. And uh, without going into too many details, some things happened and we decided to leave that church. And we left that church and we moved. And we ultimately did not get married in that church. We ultimately ended up eloping. But we didn't get married in the church. We were so close with the senior leadership that the senior leadership was actually going to perform our wedding. And so I said this to say that it's interesting that all these years later that God would speak this message through us to his people because it took years to get past the break in that relationship. And there were some really, really bad things that happened along the way. Because when we left the church, it was a major issue. And I'm speaking right now to some people that may have left their church as a result of a major scandal. Not necessarily scandal, but a major rift with the senior leadership. And you had a close relationship with them. I'm speaking right now prophetically to you that guess what? The father loves you. And if he could only put you in his arms and embrace you, that's his heart. So don't allow any relationship issues, relationship problems, misunderstandings, confusion, pride to hold you back. Because it took a couple of years before we were able, Derek and I, to go back to this pastor who we loved for years. Who practically raised us. It took years for us to go back to him and make it right. And now he's gone on to be with the Lord now. And, you know, we have nothing but respect for the church. And so everything is wonderful. But those years we lost. Don't lose another minute. Pick up the phone. If you're not already on the phone, pick up the phone. Don't lose another minute. Don't lose another minute. Be at peace. Because you're never going to fully walk into that which God has a set and a sign for you to do in the earth. If you don't get that hurt and that pain out of your heart. Even if God has totally moved you on to another place. Just be at peace with the Father. Be in a position where you can go back and visit. Or you can even pick up the phone and call and say, hey, this is what's going on in my life and ask for advice. You've got to have that peace in that relationship. Because if not, those church hurts, those storms of life, those agents of confusion, those warring spirits, they will follow you to where you're at now. Because it's a plan and a trick of the enemy. So I claim you free in Jesus' name. Free from the storms of life, from church hurts, from the enemy, the agents of confusion and misunderstandings, from warring spirits. And I declare you have the power to stay free and to help others remain free. Thank you so much for listening to our series on Be Planted. Uh, please join us next time. Uh, we will be talking about uh, worship, everything from worship to prophetic worship to the prophecies of Jesus. If you are interested in receiving um, all of these messages on the series Be Planted, you can follow us on SoundCloud. Follow Amen Always on SoundCloud so you can download copies of the Be Planted series. Join us next time or register for our upcoming conference on our website, amenalways.org.